shit. Oh, was that him? I don't know. How many fingers did he have? I'm sorry, I couldn't get the binoculars out in time. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Yo, 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 yo. We bite. In full effect. Another episode of Trill Spiel. I'm Will. Uh, it's been a minute, guys. It's been a while. Um... I don't even really have no real excuse. I just didn't feel like recording. But uh, I appreciate anybody that's been listening in the interim, in the meantime, between time. Uh, this this episode's guest is my boy Keevan, man. Uh, Keevan Perkins, he's a young black entrepreneur. Uh, young author. We're going to get into that. Uh, he is the CEO of FBTR Studios. That uh, That's for From Broke to Rich. Um, and we're going to talk money matters, we're going to talk money matters, uh, laws, knowing your rights and, uh, and, and just get into how we became cool. Uh, this young brother has always stood out to me. Um, we're about 15 years apart and there's no age gap. He's also taught me a lot of things while learning a lot from me. And um, I'm proud of this young man. Uh, I've seen him come a long way. I know he's getting ready to go a lot further. Um, so I'm going to let him talk to you about who he is and what he does. And uh, hopefully you guys like this episode. Um, I haven't really been in in a talking mood lately. Um, he got me out of it. We laugh a little bit. And um, we, just, uh, we just chop it up. Let's catch up with my homeboy. But um, a lot of gems. He dropped a lot of gems. I talk way less than I usually do on this episode. So I know you guys can appreciate that. But um, welcome back to y'all. Welcome back to me. Thank y'all. And uh, I'll fuck with y'all later. Y'all go roll up, pull up, whatever it is you do. And um, I'll let you in a few. I knew I kind of pieced together what they were kind of trying to say, man, because in a way, God is everything, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, he he working through them crackers to save us, in a sense, you know what I'm saying? The evil Smoke that happy. they do. I mean, he made the devil, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying? Yeah, right. So the evil that they do, it, it, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it's only supposed to bring something out of us, in a way, you know what I'm saying? So is it bad? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is it bad that they are the way they are? Because it's, it, it's, it's helping us, it's, it's opening our eyes mm-hmm. to some things, you know what I'm saying? And we are back with another episode of Trio Spiel. I'm Will. And in the building with me, I got my boy, Keevan. What's going on, brother? What's going on? How you doing? Man, I'm all right, man. I, I think this one was a long time coming, dog. We, we, uh, it's been a long time since we actually talked or been in the same room with each other. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. Life has its ways a little bit, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, and it's uh, it's actually cool because I, I like I already, I already let the people kind of get a little taste of you, let them know that you're a young author, a young entrepreneur, a lot of things going on. But as we already know, everything has a starting point. 
And uh, what I want to start with is, uh, do you remember how we met, bro? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How was um, it, man? Tell the people. So, uh, for sure. So, I had uh, pretty much, I guess I'll still call him my brother for, for no lack of love, right? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. That, um, state lived out in your area, right? And um, and basically, there were some details that were worked out to where, you know, even though his father owned the home, that I was, I became a contract owner of the home, um, basically holding a contract to basically the, the, the option to own the home. And I ended up moving in there and living with him. And uh, that's how me and you met because I guess he was your best friend from high school, right? One of them. Yeah, man. Shout out to Q, by the way. Yeah, shout out to Q. Taught me and a lot of lessons, man, for sure. For real, man. That's a good dude, man. Through and through. And uh and what what stuck out to me about you is your age and the age gap between us. We're almost twenty years apart. You know what I'm saying? Because what? I'm I'm 42. How old are you, bro? I'm 28. Mm. So yeah, what? 14 years. Yeah, so it's 14 like, years for sure. So 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 you a 90s baby? Yeah, 93 to be exact. Turned 29 <laughs> this year. <laughs> hey, I like that. Now, now, uh, just to you know, what I'm saying we're gonna we're gonna hop right into it, dog. Like the 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 reason why. I got you on here is because from day one, from day one, the first time I actually had a conversation with you, you know, you know, everybody knows that, that, that I smoke, you know what I mean? Uh, and we, we, that's how our bond began. And I think a lot of bonds between that and music, if you, if, oh, yeah. if you can, if you can find a, find a, uh, find some equilibrium, with uh with music and weed that's probably going to be a friend for life for sure you know, <laughs> you know what i'm saying no matter how often or how uh how the interactions are but one thing that always stuck out to me is that you you don't think like the typical 28 year old uh i'm proud of you number one i want to say that i want to you know what I'm saying talk to drink champs got me on on kind of giving people they flowers, letting people know what I think of them before we yeah. get into. And and bro, you done came a long way. And, For sure. <laughs> Without a doubt. I mean? And and can you give the people kind of like a background on yourself? Oh man. Um I mean for you know lack of better words, I come from really jab shit, you know what I mean? Single parent household. Um hmm. You know, I had ambitions to go to college, become a, a doctor. But, you know, when you really get into it and you start understanding kind of the the framework and the workings of how everything's put together, you begin to realize, like, you know, maybe I don't want to be the doctor. Maybe I want to be the person that owns the hospital and facilitates and writes doctor's checks. You know what I'm saying? Bars. And, um, and ultimately, you know, that gets, it kind of gets you away. It kind of got me, I'll say, in particular, away from chasing the idea of working for someone for this ridiculous check rather than being the owner and writing the check 
And um, there have been so many lessons from the time that I was 19 when I decided to drop out of college um, with a 3.8 GPA, by the way. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't forced. It was, a, it was no, a, no, not at all. Not at all. And actually, to be honest with you, because um, of some of the things that I've learned on my own, I've actually now, you know, almost 10 years later, found a direction of where I really want to go, which is to actually go to law school. Right. So that's something that's like new that I haven't really told a lot of people, but I'm going to tell you here, like I plan on actually going to go back to school to do law school. And I feel like everyone should take that time to really explore themselves and figure out who you are to see what it is that you actually want to do. Because I feel like we just get pushed and forced into what is called something that's normal without really figuring out who we are and what will make us happy. You get what I'm saying? Ooh, yeah. I already like where it's going. I already like where it's going because I had, I kind of, I, number one, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I'm glad that I asked that. And, and, and it's amazing, like all the stuff that I do know, that that was one of the things that I did. And, and you said something about being, you, you, you want to be a lawyer. But a few days ago when we, we had a chat, you were telling me about basically didn't you you went through a little something where you had you basically defended yourself and you beat you beat a couple uh a big just for street street purposes you beat a couple cases right yeah for sure uh felonies to be exact too not like and it's all documented i mean oh um, that's what talk about that man what was the first one and how, how did that what happened and what well basically um, what you well, can. I mean, let's just be honest. You know what I mean? Uh, there was a, I, I, I smoke, right? So, you know, if you smoke and you have money, you're not going to have a little bit of, you know, weed. And so <laughs> I just so happen to have a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, it, I will say this, even though, you know, I had some money, it, it was still kind of rough compared to where it could have been if I had made better decisions at that time. But I'm talking about, you know, this is, I'm 24, 25 years old at this time. So, you know, right. um, I, I basically, one of the notorious things that I'm always seeming to run into issues with that I'm obviously keeping that energy away from me is like driving without a license because there's a lot of knowledge on that information, but just, and as a whole, unfortunately, I just decided not to really say that I was going to pay some tickets and drive without my license. You know what I mean? And, um, Unfortunately, I got stopped for like a marijuana charge. I got arrested for a marijuana charge at the time. I had a gun with me um, and I did threaten to sue one of the officers if they included the gun charge. So they didn't on my first case. And um, mm. and the thing is, the funny thing about it is I didn't know that I actually could even sue them. You know what I mean? It was just like, you know, I said it kind of out of fear because I know how hard it is. You know, if you catch a gun charge, like, let's be honest, you know what I mean? Especially in Florida. Right. So um, they were saying that it was concealed or whatever, which, I mean, I, I'm always going to keep a gun, you know, for Second Amendment, you know, nothing, you know, everything other than that is not with, notwithstanding. And until they change that, you know, that's something that's always going to be able to be on our side. You get what, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that. So um, essentially, though, I got arrested for a marijuana charge. Um, what actually happened was um, I negotiated with them to reduce the charges because, you know, they always give you an offer. 
And one of the things that we have to understand is it's just business. So if someone gives you an offer, you can always give a counter offer that's more in your favor. But the majority of us don't see it on that scale. You get what I'm saying? Talk and, about um, that real quick, real quick, because I, I remember that stuck out to me when we were talking. You you told me that when they give you an offer, you can you can give a counter offer. And I know that's not common knowledge. Can you talk yeah. about that a little bit? Well, I mean, let's just talk about business, period. Because, I mean, that's this is what it is. I mean, it's a it's, the court is like a bank, basically. You know what I mean? You're just doing businesses with court and transactions. So, you know, if I said I was going to buy your Jordans from you for $20 and you felt like my offer was a piece of shit, you could tell me no. That's one option, right? The other option is you could say, well, I'm going, I'll sell these shoes to you for 150 because I paid 120 for them. I don't know, honestly, the way like Jordans work or whatever, but like that's just an right. example. You get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And so that way I make a profit out of the situation, but you still get the Jordans. You see what I'm saying? Right. Now, so how did you end up defending yourself? Because I remember I had an, uh, I had a, back in like uh, 2012, 2013, where they gave me a trash public defender. I had these charges. And if I would have known what what you know, I probably would have been able to have a different outcome. So talk to me about, about that a little bit. How did you end up defending yourself? They underestimate, I don't let their opinions resonate, I know I'm great I just don't be in everybody's face, my paper's straight The game paying, but it's lames involved And I'm not here for it, man, not at all Compile my tracks, I've shaped lifestyles with that Spark some of the minds that now currently run rap But they might deny, but we know it's fact around it with cheese Pony keep five for that new Ferrari, please Got rich while they slept This shit was like a grand theft They ain't know what happened till we left I got your budget on my pinky finger But I won't look down on you I still kick it with you, my nigga Don't hit your head on the ceiling thinking you bigger There's room on the rooftop for the exclusive members You gotta earn your tenure to get in here Send a password at the door and they gon' know I sent you Emilio Zappa sends his regards. Ah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. You know how I love money. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so, I mean, I, on that first charge, um, I before they could appoint me a, a public defender, we came to an agreement. So there was no need for a public defender. On the second charges, which what did include the actual gun charge that I had, um, you know, basically they did appoint a public defender. And the thing about public defenders are that they okay, they I don't know if people realize or not, but they actually work for the the state attorney's office. So that's the people that are against you. <laughs> You know what I right. mean? They're charging. They work for them. You know what I mean? If you ever get one of their business cards, it'll say 
whatever judicial, you know, circuit, blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's an employee of basically the same branch that is coming against you. So they're never going to give you a way out. Like, you know what I mean? You have to pretty much know yourself and tell them what to do. So on my second case that did include the gun charge, I told them that I would give them a guilty plea in exchange for uh, uh, basically saying no con no uh, jail time, no probation, no prohibition on guns, just basically a guilty plea for a close of the case. Adjudication mm. with hell. And they okay. reduced both of the, the charges in terms of them being felonies and reduced them to misdemeanors. And then now I have depositions that show that even though, I, yes, I was arrested on felonies, you know, I have basically outcomes that were misdemeanor adjudication withheld. So thus far, I still have whatever rights or whatever is supposed to be said. And then even in the last case, um, I didn't get a chance to speak to a public defender because I just walked in and I just told them what statutes they violated. Like, you know, undercover vehicles are is what I got pulled over in by a state trooper. And um, Ooh. it's Ooh. actually a... If, if you go to Florida Stat 321.02, it tells you that they're supposed to be in a black and tan car. So if they're not in a black and tan car and they, and they stop you, whatever comes after that, you could have, you know, obviously morally it's not correct, but you could have 15 bricks, you know what I mean? And, right. you know, it's fruit from a poisonous tree, which is the right. concept in law, you know? So importance mm -hmm. on this type of knowledge and stuff like that is, is stuff that you know, is really good for all of us to have. Cause my mom told me when I was younger, you know, if you ever go to jail, I'm not coming to get you out. You're going to be stuck in there. Mm. And I just told her like, I'll find a way out. And thus far, <laughs> you know, not just knock on wood or whatever, but you know, or knock on wood, you know, but yeah. you know, I've, I've been very blessed in this situation. And I, I believe that it has a lot to do with the knowledge you have and also have the boss to apply. Cause a lot of people can know, and you don't have the balls to apply it, and it's not gonna work for you because if you're scared, then you know. I honestly, that's a problem with that you have with your connection to your creator and where your faith really lies in. So that's something right. that spiritually you have to check because it is more I'm of a glad. spiritual war than it is physical. I'm glad you said that, man. I I didn't mean to cut you off, but that you 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 literally raged against the machine and you won but you did it with basic rights basic rights basic principles like number one principle is if you know if god is for you who could be against you regardless uh. of how big regardless how big goliath is you know what i mean if i have mm -hmm. the spirit of, of quote-unquote david and i'm not really like a huge believer in the bible but i know that there are a lot of principles that matter in the bible Thank that you. i pick up and i keep you hear what i'm saying so that's an example of, you know, being able to go up against Goliath is the fact that you got the mafia, let's be honest. I mean, that's what they are, right? Yeah. That are after yep. you. And like for you to have enough courage, enough faith and enough belief and protection from your creator to do it and come out successful with it. You know, that's what that's what matters. So a lot has to do with your faith, too. Like I said, it's more spiritual than it is anything else. Straight up. And, and I think that I think we had this conversation years ago when we met that things manifest in three ways. Like you said, it's way more spiritual. And then next, 
it kind of filters down where then it's psychological. And then finally we get to touch it in the physical. And you said that yeah. a lot of people, even if they do know, they don't have the nuts to go for it themselves. So, right. and that, that to me, it, when you told me that, I was like, I, I always knew, I always knew this nigga was different. Like, yeah. because with all the things that I know and the things that I've been through and, and, and learned through being in the military and sitting in law libraries, because I kind of had to do that when I got out the military. Nobody really knows that. I've never even told anybody the real details of that story. But when I got out of the military, um, they tried to give me a dishonorable discharge. And I See, had to... No benefits, no nothing. Right. And I, what I had to do is before I... I basically had to tell them I want to try. Because what they were trying to get me chaptered out with was... Um, uh, what was it? Uh, illegal substance because I came up hot on like I don't know how many piss tests in a row. I, I was like I led the league. People think I'd be laughing. I mean, they're joking when I say that, but sure. I I had the highest THC level. I believe in my it. I believe you it. <laughs> I believe it. And uh, and what they were trying to do is just get me out under controlled substance uh statute. And when I got in. And before lawyers wouldn't even talk to me, like the military lawyers, TDS, oh, yeah. JAG, they wouldn't, they didn't really want to touch it because they understood what I was trying to do. Exactly. But I found, I found a loophole where yep. you can basically, I got out under patterns of misconduct. If I wouldn't have failed multiple piss tests, they could have got me on the control substance. But it was patterns of misconduct. I kept paperwork on everything or I would you know saying I was going through things mentally and I would go to my first sergeant they would wave it off and stuff like that they would just dismiss me you know what I mean so when I went to TDS and talked to him I was like you guys can't you can't chapter me out under this you have to give me patterns of misconduct and under patterns of misconduct the worst that the worst discharge they could give me was general under honorable conditions, which basically means that once I get out, like we severed ties, you got they take my security clearance. But you um, still get benefits in terms of GI Bill. Well, that. not necessarily. Not necessarily. I had to part with those, which mm. is why I'm kind of in the situation that I'm in. But my discharge goes from after six months of me being out, it went from general to honorable so if you go look up my my history uh, in the military it shows that i got out under honorable conditions so i still I job i can still work uh if, if i wanted to i could work for the government i can still do all those things without right. a, without my record being tarnished and ruining the rest of my professional life right but if i but if i wouldn't have sat down like you were saying, like if I wouldn't have had the nuts to go in there and be like, you know what? No, there's got to be some other way. And really, for me, it came out of fear. I didn't want to disappoint and embarrass mm -hmm. my parents. 
right. you know what I'm saying? Because I could have lived with it. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I got dishonorable discharge. There's mad jobs you can get paid under the table, but I was thinking about my family and right. how that, how they would look. So, so okay, fear, so go ahead, talk about it. No, you good? No, talk I was just gonna it. say, in fear. One thing that like I don't like because you know it's a lot of like I've read a lot of books and stuff like that and. You know, there's a lot of good information, but there's also a lot of unpractical information that's in it as well. Like, you can't tell someone, like, fear doesn't exist or fear is or is false evidence appearing real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, these are yeah. real These are real emotions that people have that they have to deal with. And, like, you, what you're supposed to do is take that, like you said, and use that as, you know, like, my first time going to go tell them, basically, let's quote, unquote, say, like, I'm not your property. Like, even though I didn't know what I was talking about, like you know what i mean it was like i used that fear of being like these people said i can go to jail for, to three from three to five years for this if i'm convicted for this to be like ain't no way <laughs> like you know what i mean I, i'm not gonna like ain't no fucking way i'm gonna let that happen you know what i'm saying like one way or another i mean worst case scenario i'm in jail i'm in prison three to five years you know what i mean like i can't let that happen so you know that's that's what became my number one basis and then it went from that to like hunger for knowledge and then that become that paves a new way so like sometimes like you said you do have to use that fear to really be like as fuel almost in a way yeah for real man because it's 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 also about how people was raised i see you and the actual knowledge you know what I'm saying? Because right. if you if you weren't reading, if you weren't always, because I, I I get I get this impression from you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You kind of always stood out, like whether it be a negative or a positive, where people either that you 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 wouldn't let yourself be just grouped in yeah, with everybody else. Yeah, I you know what I'm saying you're sure. a true individual and that's those are the type of people i love the most because those are those are the revolutionaries those are the visionaries those are the people that make change you know what i'm saying everybody else is kind of in fear of being uh, i heard a i heard a a saying that's they say it's an old chinese proverb but uh i heard it in the military because they used to tell me all the time, because I was always militant, even though I had no business being in the military. But um, I remember I used to get into it a lot with my with my uh, NCOs, and they used to be like, Ray, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to do something. Because, but he, but uh, Sergeant Descent, I will never forget about this dude. He's Jamaican, and he was one of my only black NCOs. He told me, he was like, Ray, there's an old Chinese proverb that says, the first nail to stand out is the is gonna always be the first, the first one, one that gets smacked, and nobody wants to be that. Now, once once you get smacked, then everybody else, you know, starts to oh, okay. fall in line. Yeah, yeah, and and because and and Dave Chappelle uh, kind of alluded to it once when he was talking about Colin Kaepernick, where it's like you when you make a stand people want to do what you're doing but yeah. they can't you know what i'm saying and it's 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 really an act of 
bravery even in those situations where it only involves you because you'll inspire somebody like damn dog i ain't even think about defending myself because they they discourage that but that's part of the what you said earlier they work for the state right but i mean you could always use their worker against them too because you got to realize they can't say anything that they say they can't say otherwise than what you say that's why they always come to you with a question look they're offering this i think this is the best deal we could get like you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. like and and that's just you know and a, a part of it is like woe to attorneys and stuff too actually if you go to school for years and like you don't go behind and like i've genuinely had attorneys that have like either a they know about it and like you said they just don't want to deal with you they don't want to you know because they know what you're getting at and you're right but they you know what i mean they have an oath and like i'm not yeah. trying to and and like you said about the nail that gets whacked too at the same time the reason why i don't go like you can't really ask me for anything in terms of law wise i could just tell you to read it yourself is because like because ultimately they control commerce so like you trying yeah. to pay me to do something for you law wise would be me violated and i know that mm-hmm. so i wouldn't do that until i got to a status of you know having law whatever but the biggest thing i can tell you is i could i could give you a pointer of what i read and then you go read it yourself and you you tell me we had the same english comprehension like you know what i'm saying skills that were given to us from basic school like if you really read it then you know what's going on you get what i'm saying yes sir so yes, sir. I, I try my best to stay the lowest i don't i'm not even a nail i'm not on the board like you don't even that's why you know what i mean we had a little convo about my name or whatever but it's okay because I still know how to move correctly. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Right. Yep. So so okay, give me give me a timeline. So you so you so you 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 beat these beat these charges and what is what's next? Because I know no matter how you were feeling before that, I know that when that act when you actually got the success when you when, when you actually because to me that's a win so when you won yeah. how did that make you feel and what was your next steps after that hey i bounce back then i put in work i do it for the real all over the earth I go from sound check to designing shirts. Your opinion doesn't count, you ain't from the turf. It's a nigga with an attitude down the hall. Smoking weed, playing rap, writing on the wall. I invented rap and roll by myself. My shades on, I don't see nobody else. With Chauncey on the beat, I can't miss. Lucky me, I got the C36. Ask for Frank White Jr., I'm at the Ritz. Ordering tiramisu, don't you forget. I'm the one that got you little niggas showing off I had a bitch at Henry Clay when you was this tall Still grinding every day, don't need no applause Give me more square feet, give me more cars Give me two water slides and a dog kennel AK-47 and a turbo engine A couple gold links and an AP Skeleton face, flooded Texan on the beach If we get engaged, she get a Lambo Italian dinners in the evening, that's Mando Rum cake for dessert and my charm froze West side, OPM till my eyes closed 
I bounce back, then I put in work. I do it for the real, all over the earth. I bounce back, then I put in work. Still do it for the real, all over the earth. We left Boa and luxury rides, three in the line. The moon look crazy, come see me sometimes. When I'm on sunset, I got a girl step. With the suicide doors, I'm taking all bets. That I could roll a six, then another six. No, you fucking with, plus who I'm running with. If I'm not the realest, then I came close. Never switch sides, you know how it go. Stussy trench coat when it get cold. My money never fold, I'm finna unload. Throw some ones on the stripper, bought a condo. I smoke and ride through LA like Alonzo. I bounce back, then I put in work. Well, next steps after that is obviously you wanna stay out of trouble, you know, somehow. You end up, you know, doing stuff, and it does kind of find you in a way just trying to live your life. But at the same time, you know, um, really staying out of trouble and mastering my skills business-wise, like, um, you know, understanding how how does a business open from top top to bottom? Like, how to start a business? Like, what are documents you need to submit to the IRS? Like, how important is taxes or investment in the business name? Own nothing, control everything. Basically, is a really big thing that a lot of like we don't we don't apply oh, that <laughs> you, you, you said oh you said oh nothing control everything i said own nothing control everything but oh, nothing, oh okay, control okay. everything is is right too because i mean think about it if you don't own a car let's say if you got a car and your car is in a business name that means you don't own that car so we can go to multiple loopholes about that but just the fact that any expense paid on that car, business has a separate thing that individuals don't have. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, IRS sees seven entities, you know what I mean? That's an individual, a solo corporation, or a sole, uh, 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 sole prop, I'm sorry, a LLC, LLC, a S Corp, a C Corp, or a trust, or a state. You know what I'm saying? So these are the seven entities that are seen that you do commerce with. And so what the reason why they say when you work, you're a slave is because you have no choice but to use like a social security number. And I would just say this, go read the social security act. You know what I'm saying? Security act? Yeah. Okay. It's written okay. in 1934, but it still control your life right now. You know what I'm saying? Almost a hundred years later. Right. So it's like that's something that at the end of the day you just got to try to that and then figure out what's the best decision for you to move under like do what i do i want to tie myself to these contracts and these promises and stuff or do i want to use a, a third party quote unquote business that i control to do business with and then all of the advantages that come with that like say for example every every on a lease on a car every payment that you make on that lease goes towards a tax deduction for you at the end of the year meaning that if you make let's say twenty thousand dollars in a business which let's, that that's on a low scale so really if we say a hundred thousand dollars on a business if you have your mm -hmm. situation set up right in a certain way you can have everything you want and pay very little in taxes less than the person that is making twenty thousand on it or 
30,000 on the job, 36,000, 40,000, 50,000 dollars working a job. And the biggest two things that eat you up is inflation and taxes. Look at what's happening right now with inflation. So you got taxes included in that that is going to eat you up. You have to try to arrange your affairs in a certain way and who's actually getting the income, who's actually cuz a business takes out taxes last after all the rest of their expenses. See, you 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 talking your shit right now. You 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 talking that shit right now, Keith. And now 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 talk a, a little bit more about that because that's one thing. That's another thing that's always stood out to me about you is that we would be in that house, we'd be in Q house trying, to, and you would always be trying to figure out, like man, how we gonna get some money today? Like how you know what I'm saying? How you know what I'm saying? And I remember, I remember where you started. And this was something I wanted to know. I want tell me how 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 successful it was. But you started what everybody thought at the time was kind of like a pyramid scheme, where you were selling coffee. Yeah. And 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 I and I watched you go through like like trying to put people on, letting them like look, you can make this, you can make this, you can do this. And people that were close to you were telling you, man, you don't know what you're talking about, dog. Like you need to leave it alone. <laughs> how yeah. how was that experience? Because you you don't even have to see now, you don't even have to do that anymore, do you? No, I don't. Um and, and the thing about it is, you know, I I still have things I do affiliate program wise that like maybe you might not know, but I like I you might see an ad come across your timeline and that's something that I do, you know, that on the back end I'm receiving money from, but I'm promoting something else. You see what I'm saying? But, yes, um, sir. but ultimately, yeah, like me in general, um, basically that whole experience really gave me so much knowledge because like I met a dude and was around a guy at the time that was making $1.4 million a month selling coffee, like between like having a team of people that was selling coffee for him and actually retailing coffee himself. And they call it was what was called Hip National Bank, right? Where you, if you sold some of this coffee on product to somebody, then you would get cash in your pocket right there. That's why they call it Hip National Bank. So the game yeah. was how much coffee can you really sell and have customers, and that's really what, like, gave me like the real understanding of business. Like, business is nothing but a product or service being sold to a customer. You get what I'm saying? So how long did you do that? Oh man, I was around that for like a year and a half. Um, we made some money in it. Um, but obviously, kind of like anybody you know that has done that, they always end up doing something else for themselves. You know, these companies have issues, whatever. And um, I went through a series of different companies and stuff, made money, um, lost a lot of money, made a lot of friends. Um, one that stands out as an older guy right now, his name's Rick um multi-millionaire but like just real down to earth and has really shown like how to take a vision or something that you imagine and create that for yourself um mm -hmm. you know and it's really got a lot to do with people picture in their mind right because in your mind that's the forefront and start of everything like we just talked about it's spiritual right but then what a lot of people do fail to do and it's hard it's a very hard terrible thing but like if you look at people who go to like schools yale or like any type of college they're very organized they have a planner and stuff like that mm -hmm. and we think it's just for school like it's really to script out your life what do you plan on doing what do you want to do 
Because if Ooh. let's say if you want to go on a trip in three months, you know what you're working towards. So you're giving yourself, you know what I mean, little steps day by day of things you need to accomplish to get to where you want to go. And sometimes, you know, you might run into where that day comes and it's not there yet. But ultimately, if you if you get obsessed with the work that you're supposed to put in anyway, what you will realize is you will look up, it'll be a month or two later, and it was there a week ago, even though it was two, three months overdue. You get what I'm saying? Right. And you'll have the result. But because we find a reason to have something negative to say about whatever part of the process we're in, rather than just straight having faith, we delay ourselves a lot. And um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that that was a lot of the issue with me between like not really realizing that I could be successful doing my own business or my own coming up with my own ideas and products versus like and pushing that and owning a hundred percent of the, the, the residuals or profits that are on that just based off of my own products. You get what I'm saying? Or whatever expertise I had, like I tell, I tell my girl now, like if you, one of if you get at baking cookies, you can make an ebook about baking cookies and sell it on multiple forms. You get what I'm saying? Because like right. you said earlier, there's a lot of people who didn't believe in me, but the people who bought from me that I realized were people who didn't even know me. <laughs> isn't that isn't that crazy how that happens? Like yeah, with for the sure. people, because especially with social media and stuff right now, where the the because just with being a podcast mm -hmm. uh, runner and doing doing stand up, it's it's usually people that have never sat in the room with you, did haven't known you for years, and I think it's like that because some people, and we talked about this a little bit a few days ago, some people like the idea of you not being successful those people that actually know you, they see where you're at and they kind of like that. No one will ever say it out their mouth, but they like being above you. Yeah. And they, it's really crab in the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's cause I'm, I'm, and I, and I don't think that ever goes away. I was just telling my daughter the other day, I was like, baby, you have to, you got to be careful with the decisions that you make. You got to make minimal mistakes. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, because people will not let you live them down. Any decision that you make, you're going to have to make sure that you can live with the outcome. Because any mistakes that you make later on, when you're trying to change, they're always going to remind you of that mistake you made. They're always going to remind you of that bad decision. You could have made a thousand good decisions after that. But they're always going to remind you of the bad decisions that you made. They're always going to remind you of your mistakes. Nobody wants to really see you change because they can because that is a low level of control that they have over you. They can manipulate you mentally because if I can convince you that, oh, this decision is just like the, all the other decisions you, you've made, you might have it set in your mind and make this decision, but you'll fall back now because you'll think twice. Right. End up talking and, and yourself out of it. Out your own greatness. Man, you'll talk yourself out your own greatness. And that that is something that I think as a culture, we deal with as black people, man, because a lot of the things that I see people doing, I don't feel like they would be, I don't see a lot of people doing 
groundbreaking things or, 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 or trailblazing. You had to go out on your own and be like, well, excuse me, fuck, fuck everybody else's opinion about this. I need this. I know this is going to work for me. Yeah. So if, if, whether whether one person follows me or a hundred people follows me on me on this, I'm going to follow through on this for me. And now, how many years has it been? It's been almost what? Like you said, eight, nine years. About 10. I was like <laughs> and, 18, 19. I was about to turn 19. So right now, it's spot on. It was like 10 years. See? And and now you don't regret any of that. No. And and you're kind of in a position, not saying that you have to, but you're in a position where if you wanted to, you could help some of those same people that tried to discourage you from doing that because you have financial freedom. That's true. Um, I think one of the biggest things, though, that is to that should be said as well is that a, a person has to want you to help them because regardless of whatever your position is if a person sees you as just being you know same old person you know you oh, that's the same old same old dude that i knew from high school you know what i mean or when you originally met me you wouldn't have the time to see a person's growth like a, or a person's like one of the things that i'm thankful for is like everybody that i've kept in contact with from that time frame i can say that i've seen growth in it you get what I'm hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So that allows me the opportunity to keep growing too. And just to kind of touch on what you said as well, like about um, the whole point of uh, like kind of having a certain knowledge or they say a certain education set. Um, it, there's a big difference, you know, obviously, like you said, us as black people, because a lot of the times we don't get the chance to have a family set where family members know about financial freedom or know about financial success. So what we come from, so what we come from is a crippling basis where we do have to go and basically make a lot of mistakes on ourselves. Like, just like I've had a lot of good times, bro. I've had a lot of bad times. Like, you know what I'm saying? Lights off. Like, you know what I mean? Not for a long time, but just the fact that, you know what I mean? I had to find a way in a day or two so that they would come back on. You know what I mean? Um, like with you know, those. Things, oh, my bad. My bad. I mean to cut y'all. Go ahead. No, no problem. But like you said, though, without those without those times, though, they don't give you an opportunity to learn money principles, because one of the biggest things that we do is, you know, people, if we get some money, we got to go do something to impress somebody else, not necessarily Bam. to invest in ourselves to, to really go and impress somebody else. You see what I'm saying? So we go spend two three hundred dollars on shoes. I went to this uh, sneaker con with my cousin and um, he was just telling me about like how they selling Mocha Jordans or Travis Scott's or some bullshit, like shoes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, for like $450. And if it got a scratch on it, then I'd give it $380 for it. Like a scratch on a shoe gives you like less, like a $100 less. Like this is it's wild, just the kind of the community that has been built. Like I love it entrepreneurial-wise because like it does give you an opportunity to kind of put some money in some different pools and kind of get some unexpected money too. But at the same time, just thinking about what's important to us as a society of, of people of our class, quote unquote, let's just say, right. Because, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I come from what most of us know about, like, you know, mom having food stamps, you know what I'm saying? Dad outside the house, like my dad was married, 
You know what I'm saying? When when they, him and my mom had me, and not to my mom. You know what I mean? So like, right. I know about a lot of like the things that contain us for like mentally, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? It's just an experience passing through. So you have to spiritually, you have to know that and know that if you really set your mind on something and then you take a piece of paper, you write it down and you work towards that. You keep reminding yourself of that, that desire, that faith, all of that can bring that to you. It's not going to be straight line, but you'll have, you'll gain wisdom along the way that will make your journey here like so much easier. You know what I mean? straight up you you make you make you may make uh mistakes or or missteps but you while you're learning from them you're basically maximizing those mistakes you get uh and you said something about writing it down i think erica badu said it you know what i'm saying when you write down your goals and your aspirations it's like a spell now you write 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 that shit down and watch how real it gets and and i've and i'm and i'm teaching not just my daughter. I'm teaching myself that because I don't feel like there's an age limit on learning. Because sometimes, sometimes I wish that I had some of the struggles that I've seen some of my friends have while we were younger. Because I had both of my parents. Both of my parents were straight. We lived in the suburbs my whole life, but I didn't have to struggle for a lot of things. So I felt like. As I got, became get, be more an adult, I looked back and I was like, dang, is that why? Is it like that? Maybe I got comfortable because I thought it was going to be easier and I yeah. didn't have to, you know what I'm saying, do as much work yeah, as opposed to be like, laid back. For sure. Yeah. As, as opposed to somebody that's like, hey, bitch, I got to feed me today. I got to do it. And then I, I mean, and, and, and it, but at the same time, it is, it's a little rough to say that you would wish you would have that because like, yeah, while on the flip side, it does give, it does give a, a, a hunger for success. It also can cripple and has crippled a lot of people. You get what I'm saying? So just because you may have went through that, don't mean that you wouldn't say, for example, right now, be where you think that you would be based off of that. You know what I'm saying? It's not really about where it is that you come from because, I mean, you got people that come from India in worse situations than what we in here in America that are come and run circles around people that are doing okay here in America. You know what I mean? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And, and, I, and, that, and that's the double thought that where it's like, dang, I'm But you know what I'm saying? Maybe I, maybe I would be, but I'm still glad that I had the family structure yeah, that because that still had. plays a factor in your life right now. It's not something you right. have to learn at 40 that if you did run into a, a nice female, whatever it is, that you, you would you would have to practice it then. You've already seen what a successful relationship looks like, the ups, the downs, whatever may be there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. God damn it, Dupree. Tango. Look. All I see is money, money, money. All I think is money, money, money. All I dream is money, money, money. All I need is money, money, money. All I see is money, money, money. All I think is money, money, money. All I dream is money, money, money. All I need is money, yeah. money, money. Look, uh, yeah. When I wake up, brush my teeth and wash my face up. Yeah, I get straight to it. Any problems, I run straight through it. 
Yeah, cause I'm a champ I'm a king, I'm a million dollar man I don't fit in with the industry My hood never taught me how to be friendly Snuck beat a hot when I took him to Katana Said fuck the streets, just focus on your dollars I could push lambs, but I'd rather drive Impalas Passed on the M, I went out of town shopping Bet you niggas ain't got these Negative thoughts ain't never stopped me I think money, dream money, speak money Make money, take money If you ain't bought it, get the fuck away from me Nigga don't respect my mind, I'm gon' spray some yeah, got a call online too, 30k for a show Gee, what you tryna do? All I see is money, money, money All I think is money, money, money All I dream is money, money, money All I need is money, money, money All I see is money, money, money All I think is money, money, money All I dream is money, money, money All I need is money, money, money Yeah, I like gold, I like diamonds That's why I'm always going hard, cause I like shine. I spent thousands on cases and never made no statements Stomp down, I'm a gangster Yeah, what's the politics? Them niggas been broke as shit, we don't acknowledge them We get it straight off the street My boy millionaire and he could hardly read Uh, yeah, that goes to show You could know everything and still be broke You could catch a body and still be a hoe Niggas spreading rumors on people they call bros That's why I put my faith in my hustle I feel out of place with no struggle In 2019, I was broke on my ass Had to shake everything and bounce back from scratch All I see is money, money, money All I think is money, money, money All I dream is money, money, money All I need is money, money, money All I see is money, money, money All I think is money, money, money All I dream is money, money, money All I need is money, money, money It's G all I think, all I see, all I dream is money. Wait, 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 let me take that back. I'm lying. Because, you know, I think about other shit. You know, I think about myself. When I start thinking about myself, that's when I start winning. <laughs> you know? And when I start focusing on positioning, I start winning. When I start being obsessed with opportunity, I start really winning, you know? Money is everything, but it ain't everything, you know? But shit don't stop. Enterprise click. Absolutely. Man, let's uh let's let's uh change it up a little bit. Still sticking on uh you being an entrepreneur because one thing that uh that really, 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 the real reason you're on this show is because I saw you drop it. Actually, you sent me a link. First of all, yeah. tell people about FBTR and then talk about your book because that's something that I want to do. I want to I wanna write a book and get it out. But I, you know what I'm saying, with all the opportunities I've had, I just haven't sat down and done it. So talk about FBTR and, and the process of coming out with your first book. Yeah. So, I mean, FBTR is like a private fund, a trust fund where like basically um, we're operating. We're, we're basically going to be putting out a series of like courses. So it's not like even though it's an ebook, it's like informational. But it's not really like a book. It's just a kind of like a blueprint. You know what I mean? So as a as a 
as investors or just like as an educator, like I had, um, you know, a business that I had started for someone and they basically gave me like a, a alley-oop by dropping my name inside of a, a clip they did, you know what I mean? And um, hmm. basically just as an entrepreneur, understanding business, understanding um, credit, like so I'm gonna have all of these different courses coming out. So the course that I dropped though was Players Got the Gold. And Players Got the Gold is basically just giving you an understanding of the history of gold. Like how, let's say for example, in 1971, uh, before Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard, um, we were at what? $34 an ounce for gold. Hmm. If you look at the value now, even though it's it's going down right now over time, it has a history of going up. Right now it's at like $1830, $1,830. Okay. So, I mean, we have people right now, like our parents that were living during that time. So if they knew about investing in the gold and holding on to this particular asset or multiple other assets that, that this can open your, your mind up to, basically... It gives you an opportunity to be able to see, okay, I can literally take something, my little, my money today, that really isn't worth anything because people try to save Federal Reserve notes, but you're always losing money due to inflation unless your right. money is parked inside of something that is an asset and grows over time. So that's why I put out that book. It was basically to show you how you can actually take advantage of the long-term growth and actually save your money in a way that would be, number one, could be fashionable to you, but at a nice price because a lot of people go and buy gold chains and stuff and don't realize that they're really paying for like excess metal you're not really buying gold and they go wonder why when they try to sell it it's only worth like a third of what it is that you bought it for <laughs> you know see I mean? and I, I was thinking about that while you were talking about it because that's that's and i think that's another trick of the establishment kind of where it's like they they give us they give us tidbits of, of everything, of information, of money, whatever it is. They're never going to give you the whole the whole thing. You have to kind of figure that out on your own. So what was the process like? What, what made you like, you know what, let me I need to get I need to write this stuff down. I need to I need to get it out and make a blueprint for my people. What was what what was the what what was the driving force behind it? I mean, the driving force behind it was like um, there was a point in time where I did like I don't really wear jewelry like that, but I do buy um, and hold like gold and silver, things to the nature of that. And so um, and I've been doing that since I was 19 years old when I got into this company that's now closed. It was one of those. Uh, it was before the, the coffee company. It was called uh -huh. Preservation of Wealth. Uh, with my friend Martin Tito and um, uh, Trudy Beerman was another person that was there. Bill Constein. These are people that you could actually look up in Google and um, <laughs> if you want to know more information about them. But um, right. this really gave me a nice framework, long-term view of how life could be if you actually do kind of have a conservative mode. So, like, I don't like I don't really wedger like that. I don't really, you know, too flashy. But there's a point in time where I did do it and i did promise a person that i was going to write a book for them to kind of give them the ins and outs of it and it took almost a year because i've met like i've honestly never created my own product and sold it it was an idea that i've toyed around with for about three years now because you know sometimes you feel like just where we're, we are where we come from you feel like 
because of the people that are around you or that you try to spread your information to that your product would not be valuable to society but it's really not true because there are people that are out there looking for what it is that you are giving or what it is that you have to say that can take your experience and actually change their whole bloodlines trajectory with that you get what i'm saying yes sir so it's like at the end of the day you have to be bold enough to do it and even if only one person buys it from you you got to understand if you make a hundred books and this is maybe this is a lot for someone but if you make a hundred books and you sell them each for thirty dollars and one person buys each one of your books you made three thousand dollars just packaging an idea for something that's for you not to mention you have much more potential for more people to buy over time the same thing with like if you're an artist or a rapper right the reason why they right. keep dropping albums and putting them out is because over time you build a heavy residual well it's the same thing like with your own products your own you know hats socks whatever it may be and um that was the whole idea behind you know how why i did put out the book was more so because i promised it to somebody and just one day I got into a situation to where I just felt like, you know, I was spending too much time just at home and not doing much. Plus I had another project to work on. So it just gave me a break when I was working on the other proposal um, to an attorney that I'm not going to name right now, but he's big here in Tampa, like just in Florida in general um, for helping him do marketing. Um, Basically, um, I, I basically was when I was working on that proposal, I just went ahead in my break session and worked on my own product too. Because if I'm gonna continue to do stuff for other people, why not put out my own product as well and keep 100% of that rather than only maybe let's say a 5% equity charge or something to the nature of that, you get me? Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot, man. We're gonna take a quick break. And uh, when we get we'll probably, we're gonna talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about people in, in, in society and the stuff that we're seeing out here. Um, and uh we'll be right back. I am no fashion model, but I got fresh for photographers The camel coat had the collar up Cause my emotions was bottled up And though the ocean did not erupt It turned up till it's loud enough To just make something out of us Past the shadow of a doubt in us Golly, geometry and calculus That I can move any mountain with A nigga gotta be an alchemist Trying to create another avenue of revenue Or several because I'm in love with having you Security is just a whole nother animal I can't assume Xanadu had a panic room I wish the man in the moon had a man and gratitude for the wishes I granted you A lifetime, finally I'm understanding you The lifelines that the lines in a hand or two And how it's difficult to undo the damage you've done Once the codes run under the scanner too So if you capture the flame and it's painful You just charge that to the game Cause it's shameful to just fall back and complain That you fracture the laws of attraction again Focus on a more passionate plane No conceptions immaculate man
to the well I went While the soul man screamed bloody hell I vent I'm trying to decode the meaning of the spell I'm in And I don't even know what fucking hotel I'm in I checked in as the monarch of melanin The elephant, my body is a shell I'm in Piece of myself together, teaching myself to never let one loss Divorce my development Reminds me of ego tripping like Nicky Giovanni Wishing the system might deliver me a body come loudy The rug on the floor was from Saudi The message I hung on the door was unrowdy No dowry, the price of it all was one calorie Now we the last flop house on a bowery Human trafficking, moving Africans Still grappling with fantasies, fill the bracket in And if you capture the flame and it's painful Then just charge that to the game Cause it's shameful to just fall back And complain that you fracture the laws of attraction Again, focus on a more passionate plane Estimate a more accurate frame of time A frame of mind attached to the same No conceptions immaculate, man Where I go, where I go from here Oh, I know I could be nowhere And trust it All that money's good for nothing if it's scared Sing it, yeah, yeah All that money's good for nothing if it's scared Sing it, yeah, bike so man kiva what's good you you beat you beat a weed charge you beat a you beat a gun charge uh how do you feel about because i know you love your people man i know you love your people how do you feel about the state of the country right now because and, and and more so more so because of these mass shootings that have been taking place how do you feel about how people feel about these gun regulations and do you feel like this is something that they're trying to use to get rid of our second amendment rights do you feel that uh, it's justified. Do you feel like people have a real reason to want these regulations or do you feel like this is fear mongering and it's trying to manipulate us through our feelings? I mean, I will say this before we even start. If there is a family out there that has lost someone seriously due to shootings like this, um, you know, my deepest condolences, you know what I mean? But yeah. I I really believe even, let's say, if this these things are real, they, they, there's something called um, 
I forgot what the what it's actually called, but basically where you can create a problem and then create a solution for the problem that benefits you. Order or out you of chaos. Control. There you go. Order out of chaos type of idea. Right? Mm-hmm. Where basically if you if people are emotionally hearing this information, because this is very, you know, disheartening information, like nobody wants to hear that, you know, kids got killed in the school. But right. let's say if we talk about the reason why it's so dangerous, the technology and the instant information we have is because at a drop of a dime, anybody that can broadcast to millions of people and word of mouth takes over can control the paradigm of a person's mind. So. Ooh. Instantly, I can turn the, the frequency of how, from how you feel when a person says, you know, I love you to how you feel when I, I hate you. I can turn those extremes to any type of frequency that I want at a drop of a dime with information. And so it's very important to kind of guard the information that we take in. It's, it's difficult to, you know, explain that to a lot of people, but a lot of people are distracted from the things that are very important to themselves and their growth and their families. Uh, growth and things to the nature of that because all they're doing all day is getting information downloads from Instagram or Facebook or whatever it may be and like unfortunately I know this because I use you know advertisement and things like that to sell to you know individuals online (laughs) you get what I'm saying and and trauma is very marketable yes it is so and and I feel like we traumatize ourselves because as a people, and I'm not talking about black people, I mean just humans, especially Americans, we're very reactionary. Right. So so there are things that will stick out to us more so than other things. And like you said, if I can get you, if if because to me, the way I look at it, and everybody doesn't agree with me, but I feel like they sacrificed a bunch of kids just to make this regulation conversation relevant and you no know, and go ahead no I, I was just gonna say you know one of the biggest things that I believe in that is a principle from you know even our constitution yeah a lot of it wasn't written for us but um, we have protections in place to where we can't be singled out now right so use it to your advantage so it's individualism you know what I mean so no one can tell you what to react to or how to respond to something because it's 10 percent 10 is 90 percent what happens and 10 percent to how you which uh, or i'm sorry 10 percent what happens and 90 percent how you respond to it right exactly so if my response is to give no response to it how much energy do i retain you get what i'm saying how much how yeah. much do i stay on my course and make my trip much shorter when i don't have to go and j- jump off to all of these different islands if i'm let's say on a boat and i'm the conductor or the captain mm-hmm. of this boat you know what I'm saying? That's absolutely right. Because it's also what you're basically saying is you got to watch what you watch. You right. you have to regulate what you take in because you can't shut your, yourself off from the world entirely. You have to know what's going on. So you have your hand on the pulse. You got to be, you got to, ha- you can't ever lose touch with humanity. But, but am I going to sit around and have conversations about, that hey. with people and like now we have this down mood and we're just gonna congregate about this no right because no. i'm investing my that. energy on on cement i mean i'm sowing my seeds on cement it doesn't make sense right it's, and then i like that you said that i like the way you put that sowing seeds on cement because 
it that's why I said that trauma is marketable because there could be there could be a thousand great things going on in your life as an individual, but if you're on the internet every day and you're taking in oh the racism over here, a, a white cop killed a black kid, uh, that's for some reason that's being dumped on you you're seeing that all through the tl then you then you then over here oh these corporations are are lying to everyone and 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 everyone's being lied to you're taking these things in and then when you see dang all these kids just got killed all the you know what i'm saying all and, and most of us have families and if we don't have sons and daughters we got nieces and nephews somewhere you know what i'm saying we're automatically scared because right. I like when that stuff happened in Texas, I remember uh, riding around and seeing at these schools here. Like now, now you got security around schools. I was like, but to me, in my mind, I'm like, this is kind of like what we used to call it in the military is a dog and pony show. Facts. If you cared about these kids, it wouldn't have took this mass shooting for you to have them protected you would have been already on that and because it happens one time and one part of the country doesn't mean that automatically now from here on out it's just all schools gonna get shot up but that's what we tell ourselves like oh no now it's now it's parents that are scared to let their kids go to school and it's like no 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 guys this is so you're aware you're supposed to you you need to be aware of what's going on but i've seen this and you you said it earlier you 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 started off this segment with saying it order it's the same thing with the pandemic not to say that covid isn't real because people really did get sick and people are dying but think of you always have to think below the surface why all all of a sudden i saw a meme a couple weeks ago where it was like okay Will Smith slaps Chris Rock at the Oscars, and then less than a week later, monkeypox is back. Nobody's talking about COVID like that. They've even dropped the regulation to come to the U.S. You don't need a COVID uh, vaccine. You still need it around the world, though, but they only doing that, I feel, I feel, because Americans are talking about their rights. And and people get scared when you start to take their rights away. You know what I'm saying? Not, not, and it's not even a valid fear because most people don't even know their basic rights. They don't. They, we, we like to believe that we do. But it's when I, I worked in healthcare for like 10, 15 years. And one thing about healthcare, and I'll say this about regulations and, and laws in America, it's always changing. Then and and uh, you ever watch? This is the way I explain it to my daughter and a couple people that uh, I talk to. You ever watch CNN or I any news? My dad, yeah. Right, any any news channel. Yeah. The the what what the anchor people are talking about. That is not the news. That's what they've got your attention with. Right. What's funny news, is. Is at the bottom of the screen. The real yep. news is that ticker at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that just that unless you're looking at it, and I and I know I just cut you off. I want you to I want you to hold that no, thought. You good. Go ahead. 
but um the ticker at the bottom is letting you know what countries are in civil wars how many people are dying in conflicts you know what i'm saying uh the 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 Dow Jones. A lot of people don't understand how much that affects the like you were talking about earlier, commerce. And remember, baby boy, uh, when uh, Tyrese was talking to Omar Gooden, it was like, "Nigga, look around you." He was like, "What do you see?" He was like, "Commerce, nigga, buyers and sellers." sellers. And fear is a commodity. Just like anything else, if I can, if I can capitalize on you, if I can, if I can pre- create, going back to the pandemic, if I can create a problem and then create a solution and give it to you, I'm basically your God. You need me. Exactly. He who controls the paradigm is your God. What were you saying? What were you getting ready to say before I cut you off? Um. I'm not. I'm not even really certain. I ain't even gonna lie to you. You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am smoking right now, so I apologize. It's all good, man. This 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 is about the art of conversation. They can go anywhere, man. <laughs> but no, I I just I feel like I said it uh, in the intro uh, that right now I feel like people are scared not only because of what's going on. I think people are scared to speak their true thoughts. And feelings because they don't want to be feel singled out and and be ostracized because that's what happens. I, and I live that life. That is that is Will Ray's life. Like I'm always have an unpopular opinion, but most of my opinions, like like you, I'm well read. I could be better read. I can read more, but I, I and I am from being in the military, just seeing declassified documents and having a security clearance, I'm privy to a lot of information that the typical American doesn't have access to. And when you try and tell people, hey man, I know this is bad, but this is what's really going on beneath the surface. Like when we tell people, hey, they don't elect presidents, they select presidents and people are like well you're a conspiracy theorist man there's no like no man this is how the world is ran you think that when by time we see a press conference do you understand how many meetings was hit were held to jail behind the scenes how many people you know what I'm saying things deals that were made handshakes all these things before somebody gets on tv and is like hey wear a mask absolutely that's just like that's just like the funny thing about it is since January of this year, there's been a decrease of all cryptos, all huh. Mo, huh. All, almost all stocks, indices like Nasdaq, Dow Jones, um, Russell, um, even SPX 500. You know what I mean? All of these things have decreased, and they're just now talking about oh, we're in a bear market. Like yo, this, Nasdaq went from seventeen thousand four hundred. You get what I'm saying to eleven thousand four five hundred right now. You get what I'm saying, and and now we're just now talking about it. They said, you see, you have to know about the information ahead of time, and it's they always leave a trail. It's always obvious right. when it's going to happen, but you have to go and search for the information yourself, or be in exactly. circles around people who know the information. And the problem is, a lot of people sell information now. But on the flip side of that, a lot of people take advantage of information too. So it's like. You know, if you're going to take advantage of me, or at least you paid me. You get what I'm saying? Right. 
Right, right. And, and you and, and you alluded to a, a huge point. It's it's basically what they choose to put in front of us. Because exactly. I was thinking I was thinking about, okay, like you said, crypto. They want a cashless society. That's why quote unquote the value of gold is going down. Because they want to have the gold. They want you to think there's no value in it. Right. They, you know, they want you to sell your gold to them. You know, like I remember uh seeing seeing commercials and in different places like we buy gold. Like why? Mm-hmm. Why? 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 Because the value of the dollar is going down. And has you it, it for for decades. It's not it's not pinged to anything. There's no nothing behind it. It's a wazi. It's a I can write five and you want to know the true value of it. I can write five dollars and color it in inside with a marker and give it to you. And if you accept mm-hmm. it as five dollars, that's what it is. I mean, that's about equivalent to what's happening. Like, you know right. what I mean? And not to say and, that because not to disrespect it either, because no, you trust the faith that's right. So the faith that's in it from the other people, you know what I mean? We do have to just understand what it is as well, though. But the faith in it that other people have is gonna be a value until you know, whoever presses a button or shakes a hand and says that it's not anymore. But ultimately, that's going to be what we know at the end of the day is not worth the value at that time. But if we have something that are assets, like we talked about gold, thing, you know, and the reason why I do say cryptocurrency is because I read charts on crypto, right? So right now is a sell-off. But what people don't understand is everything goes through a cycle. So there's ups and downs. It's the same thing. So the reason why people know about the sell-off and how cryptocurrency is losing money right now is because it's about to go back up. <laughs> so See, why would they you know tell what? you information about it going back up and how it's going to go back up right now, even though it's down? Just like they, they didn't tell you that it was going down at the top of when it started. Right. <laughs> they want to control the market. And now exactly. they control us. And that because it's the same thing with gas. I was I was telling my homeboy just the other day, I was like, man, do you think it's a coincidence that the gas price now gas prices fluctuate all the time? And I used to tell people, I was like, during the summer, the prices go up. During the fall and winter months, they go down because they know more people are traveling. They're getting ready to get their they're getting ready to get their tax returns at the end of the year. So and they want you to spend all your they want you to save your money so you can save it during the holiday so you can spend it during the holiday. They can take it right back from you. Yeah. Exactly. And and then you put yourself in debt. And then two months later you get your income tax and you have to pay debt. You have to pay off your debt with your with your income tax. So it's a it's a cycle. So which I would say I, this I too. Because it's ahead. important to say this too. I didn't say this, but the IRS has said on their website, which is irs.gov, you can go look this up, irs.gov, says that if you are getting a tax refund, you are filling out your W-4 incorrectly because you're only supposed to pay how much it is that you owe. So if you are overpaying in taxes and you're getting a tax refund, you know, outside of having like a child deduction, things to the nature of that, if you're mm-hmm. if you're getting a tax refund, and this is free information, like I said, from the IRS website. Right. You just look if, it up. If you're if you're getting a tax refund, you are overpaying your taxes, and they say you'll be better off taking that money and putting it in some t- type of other form 
uh, mechanism or vehicle that will give you interest because they don't give interest and they also charge you on it when they give it back to you. Ain't that a bit? And see, that's what, and, and it's and it can be something simple as, oh, gas prices. You don't want to pay gas prices. You don't want to pay these prices. Buy an electric car. Right. What? So yeah, all, so, all but, Lexus and Toyota by twenty thirty it'll be electric. In twenty thirty, twenty thirty is kind of like uh, I, this is one of my last posts that I put on Instagram. Uh, people can look this up. Agenda twenty thirty, like they've oh, been yeah. trying. They wanted to have it done by twenty twenty, mm-hmm. but they're they're behind schedule. But they want they don't want any single family housing. No, nah. they, they don't want. Uh, they, they basically want to take the control. They don't want you to own a farm, or right. they don't want they it want under the control of your corporation. They right. want it under the control of their corporation. Yes, they want you to. They want. It's always a buy-in. They want you to buy into what they're giving you. It's always like uh, if if you're up late night and you're watching any TV channel, you're gonna see all these drugs that they sell on TV. But if you buy that drug and then you sell that drug, you going to jail. So is is it because I'm? So what is it? What's the crime? Is it is the crime that I'm? Is that is the crime that the drug is dangerous and you're looking out for people and you don't want me to sell it, or is it simply you don't want me making money or taking money out of your pocket? As, I mean, as, absolutely, because they control commerce. You know what I'm saying? So if if it was something you control and you can get every dollar from it, you could you would try to. I'm not saying that at some point you wouldn't get back, but you, just on the offensive side of things, right? You know what you I mean? Did. They. You know, they control commerce. I mean, it's in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 13. You can go Ooh. look it up. You know what I mean? So at the end See, of the day, since they control. They control hmm? everything. Like like even with uh, like I, I, Goody Mob, Goody Mob, Goody Mob, back on their first album, Soul Food, which is probably, it, it came out the year after you was born. It came out in 94. Timo says, uh, in, in the song Soul Food, it was like, uh, it's still illegal to buy weed because they can't tax. Now, mm-hmm. look at weed is at. Now we got dispensaries, it's big With business. Luxury but, tax. Right. <laughs> but but they're not, but they're not taking, they're not letting anybody that they locked up for weed out of jail. It's 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 and Jay-Z even talked about it on that song mm-hmm. with Nip. Like, yep. y'all gonna, you you it's it's cool for you to sell it, but if I sell it, I'm a criminal, I'm scum, I ain't shit. And that's what everybody out on the outside looking at me is gonna look at me like, like, how dare you? How mm-hmm. dare you do that? But I'm like, damn, I'm not selling opioids. There's an opioid epidemic. That's prescribed medicine. And y'all you, and y'all didn't treat this the way y'all treated the crack epidemic. Y'all criminalized people that was taking crack, but now it's now people and, and you can put it on a certain dem- demographic. Really, is what it is. You know it is. You know it is. You know what I'm saying? It's it's because it's affecting white homes and 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 white neighborhoods and and white people. Because as long as it was just in the hood and affecting black and brown people, it was fine. Lock it up for it. 
Yeah. You you get locked up for being an addict. When when it's mad people that know what these drugs do. Like like I it, it's just and that's why I say a lot of people are full of shit because there's no way that you cannot see these things. Like even down to like Comcast, uh Spectrum, all these different frontier, all these same I remember when the first time they were like, Oh, a bundle. And I was and I always looked at it like that's a trick. And people would be like, what are you talking about? It seems convenient to me. I bet it does. I bet it does. But if pay you don't pay your bill, but if you don't pay your bill, your phone, your your Wi-Fi, your your internet, everything gets cut off. Not just <laughs> one thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. Got married to this gang, that's who I made my wife. Said I'd die alone, I told that bitch she probably right. One thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life Got a safe that's full of Franklin's and a shoulder full of stripes Ah, don't know a nigga like myself I say self-made, meaning I design myself County jail fades, you can pull my foul yourself Spy rage, swallow rocks, I'm getting high myself Nah, damn right I like the life I built I'm from West Side 60, shit I might got killed Standing so tall they think I might got stills Legendary baller like Mike, like Will 96 Impala, thug life on wheels up against the wall, squabble at Fox Hills Like a motherfucking boss, ask me how I feel Successful street nigga touching them first meals All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle paid the price Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I been grinding all my life All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle paid the price Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I been grinding all my life Everything I said I was gonna get on my kid In addition to that fact I went legit I'm the shit now according to the way that I'm positioned In this biz it look like I'm just gonna keep on getting rich Ah, know them west side RSCs is us LAPD on my dick, I'ma squeeze and bust If a rap nigga did switch cheese and bust All this rap money nigga look I need too much Money, loyalty and love in the dream we trust You'll be switching up the players on your team too much Tiny copy, that's my loke, Young Supreme, what's up? And we travel around the world getting cream or what? Ain't you get off on whoever hustles seem to rush? Las Vegas strip pop, yeah, you cream them punks. After all that looking tough, all he seen was stunts. 50 Cent and Mayweather flee the scene with us. Chose story. All my life, been grinding all my life. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't need a bundle. A bundle. You, you just looking at you saving money, but you're not really saving money. You're not saving right. money at all. It's like you, loyalty in a way. Exactly. And so but when you tell people, and this is my big thing, people are, you can't, like we used to have them talks about uh, about music and Satanism and hip hop and all that. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I remember you, it's two people, two people in my life that before, before this dude was taken away from us, 
there's only two people that I knew that actually put me on to him. Was yeah, Nipsey. Yeah, but it, but it was only two people that were on him while he was alive. The way people have jumped on him after he passed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. People act like like people don't ever want to. I had this conversation with my boy Chevy once, where it's like niggas don't like to be put on because they feel like they don't want you to. They don't want anybody to know something that they don't know. So if you come to somebody with new information. And I know you've probably felt like this, but this is the way I felt before where like I'll learn something or I'll figure something out or I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, snap. And it excites me. So I want to tell people when I go tell people, they do one of two things. They tell me I'm reading too far into it or they act like they already knew. But if you already knew the latter is probably the biggest one. It's it's the it is it usually is the go to you know what I'm saying? People, oh no, they all already knew about that dog. Did you really? Because you complain about a lot of things that if you really truly understood and knew what you say you know, you wouldn't even complain about. You would just chalk it up. Oh, this is America. That's why right now a lot of people look at me like uh, I'm a Buzz Killington because it's like no. 2022 is 2022. I was telling people about this in 2001. Hey, they're getting ready. To, they're trying to get rid of cash. They're trying to get, they, you know what I'm saying? They want, they want to control us with our fear. They want to do all these things. And people are like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Now everybody knows everything, but nothing's changing. And, and people like to, and even, even if they do know, it's just uh uh what's the word i'm looking for uh lip service you're for just sure. saying you're just saying you know but you ain't applying it like you said when you were when you were talking about learning about about law and and legality you can know everything but if you don't apply it it doesn't mean shit for sure and i and think that and that's oh, yeah. one of the and that's one of the biggest things where I feel like we do fall short on because I can honestly say, I uh, like there's definitely information that I have even right now to this day that like you would be like, well, if you knew, why you're not doing that? But a lot of the times it is just because you haven't seen anybody do it. Like you heard J. Mm. Cole say before in the song, "Never seen the one driving a Bentley." You get what I'm saying? So it's uh-huh. like. I can't be somewhere mopping up Wendy. So you feel this type of way, but like, I don't have no blueprint. Show me how to get there. You know what I'm saying? And like, luckily, right now at this time, especially for like the younger generation, you have internet, you have, you know what I mean? Things that you, instead of looking at dumb shit on Instagram all day, you can look up, you know what I mean? How to read law, or you can look up, you know what I mean? How to be better at basketball, or how to, how to actually, you know, what things can you do outside of going to school to get a technical type of degree, like welding or right. something to the nature of that, that actually has value still. You know what I mean? Right. Electricity. There's, there's not, yeah, there, there's not just loans. Why isn't nobody trying to be a grant writer? Why, you know what I'm Why don't you look up grants? You don't have, you have to pay grants back. But see, these are questions that I'm even asking myself. And I thought about it and I even told my daughter, I was like, I, I told her, I was like, I owe you a lot. She was like, what are you talking about? I was like, man, your daddy, 
then slipped. Uh, uh, like 20 years of his life was wasted because I didn't apply what I knew. If there's like, I remember Papoose used to, that nigga used to, he didn't drop, he'll, he'll, he used to drop a new record every month. But I remember he, he did a series called Law Library where that's exactly what he was doing, but he was putting it in rap form and niggas did not jump on that at all. Niggas don't even want to talk about that. Oh, that, you know what I'm saying? That, that nigga, he, he, he this, he that. Like, but dog, these are all like Nip, Nipsey. Nipsey was always about money literacy, financial right. literacy. You know what I'm saying? Being an entrepreneur, nigga walked away from from being like he, he didn't walk away from from his people, but he had a real plan for the streets. I feel it like wasn't, yeah. Because yeah. I'm gonna tell you the truth. The the thing about it is, is that most people don't recognize, you know what I mean, who like like unfortunately either really late, really, really late, like when you 40, 50, but see a lot of it does have to do with your age too, because a lot of the time when you turn 40, you start to feel like you're running out of time. So then that'll put a yeah. fire under your ass so you can make stuff happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. They say a man becomes most productive at 40, but like honestly, the people who are younger that do stuff. You know what I mean? To see them live a long time is something that's a blessing. You know what I mean? And so that's why I I can say it has been like a really big viewpoint for me is like making sure that I put out a lot of good information and stuff like that. Because, you know, you got people like Bob Proctor that as long as they're chasing their purpose, it takes a long time for them to pass away. I forgot how old he was. I didn't listen to a lot of his stuff either, but like you know what I mean? Ultimately, this was a guy that dedicated himself to try to help other people grow. And, like, unfortunately, mm. now, fortunately, now, you can kind of put distance between yourself with people with, you know what I mean, Zoom, stuff like that. So, it's a really mm. good time to, for those new people to, like, rise up and actually take over because at the end of the day, you know, we had, you know, Martin Luther King, uh, you know, Malcolm X, we had those type of thing, uh, people that even though they passed away, there was stuff that got carried on. So it's kind of like, you know, you got to have new people carry the torch to do great things. You know what I'm saying? You know, you. I'm, I'm glad you went there because I, rem I remember when we first planned to do this episode, uh, I had reached out to you and I asked you, I was like, when last time you watched Malcolm X? Yeah. And, uh, and you were like, oh, I don't know kind of recent you know what i mean and um and and i wanted you to did, did you get a chance to go back and watch those last 20 minutes i didn't but i think you were talking about when he was very complacent about going to meet with his people because he knew they was gonna kill him well it, it was it was it was more so why when as soon as sam cook starts singing change gonna come for the rest of the movie you see who Malcolm really was. That's what, and 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 we'll we'll kind of tie it up and wrap it up with a bow here because this is some because you're a person like Malcolm to me. You're willing to do things differently, and you love your people to the point where you'll do what it takes. Just like you said, you want to leave something. You want to leave a real legacy and show people that you don't have to 
do it like this. It could always be done a different way. But the significance in it for me is that as soon as that song comes on, he's on his way to the Audubon Ballroom. He knows already. He doesn't know how it's going to happen. He doesn't know when it's going to happen. But he knows his days are numbered. Mm-hmm. And and I and and, I, and when I when, every time I watch that, I think about Nipsey. I think about Pac. You know what I'm right. saying? The, these these dudes that in their absence would be like, dang, I wish we still had them. But it's like, no, they had to go because at the end of the movie, after he shot the. Ozzie Davis is reading kind of like a eulogy as if he's at the funeral. And what he was saying was, did you ever talk to Malcolm? Did he ever touch you? Did he ever shake your hand? Did you ever see him smile at you? Because if you did, you would know Malcolm. All the stuff they talked about, about him. Did you ever involved in violence? You know what I'm saying? Did you ever see him pick up a gun and shoot anybody? Right. You know what I'm saying? You you always, and now that you've gotten rid of him and you're trying to write him out of history, you you took this monolith away from the people. But what you really did is you sold a seed. What you putting in the ground now is not a man. It's a concept. Mm-hmm. And he, you know what I'm saying? And, and I always, always, when I'm feeling down, you know what I'm saying? Like like where I feel like what you said, hey, I'm 42. Like you feel like you're running out of time. You know what I'm saying? And both him and Martin Luther King uh, died before they were 50. You know what I'm saying? And they accomplished so much. Pop and Nipsey, same thing. They weren't were nowhere near 50 when they were killed. And they accomplished so much. But every time I get, up, get down on myself, I have to go watch that part of the movie to remind myself, like, nah, you need to go. It's go time. It's go time. Because even if they do get you out of here, your intention was to leave a legacy for your daughter, for your friends, for they babies, for for you know what I'm saying, to to show them that no, nah, you can't you can't kill an ideology. You can't kill a philosophy. You you know what I'm saying? You really can't kill me. You can get rid of me. But if I if I can stand up enough and stand out enough, I can get people to not just follow me on an app. I can really create and affect change from wherever I'm at. And I know Outcast said that, Big Boy said that, hey man, you want to change the world? Nigga, start from your corner. Mm-hmm. Like we I was just, just about to say that. Mean? No, I was just about mm-hmm. to say that. Like you gotta start from right where you where you are. You know what I mean? And like ultimately the biggest thing is to leave something for the people that are behind you because the things, if you're a first generation, you know, millionaire, the biggest thing is that first generation millionaires, the second generation usually goes broke. You know what I mean? It's because they didn't experience that, that hard time that that first generation had to experience because they have a saying that says weak times, weak, 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 weak men create weak times. No, weak, (laughs) weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. And then strong men create soft times. 
And soft time create weak men. Woo! The cycle, like you were saying. Right. It's 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 and and there's no way we can get away from. That's a dope. That is a dope quote. Who do you say said that? I don't remember. It's just something I just you know when I read it, I stuck. You know, it stuck with me. So. Yeah, man. I'm man. Look, I'm. I ain't gonna hold you, man. I like you said though. This ain't gonna be the last one. Yeah, for sure. This one. And then another thing too to look into, just to make sure that I mention this too. There's a lot more. Most people think Elon Musk or like Bill Gates or whatever is like the richest man. Like that's the richest public man. There's a lot of private families that are doing stuff privately and have way more money, way more equity involved mm-hmm. in these people that are publicly spoke on. And Absolutely. a lot of people just want to keep that private. Like, you know what I mean? And for the very reasons we was talking about, look what happened to Nipsey. Look what happens to these people. They so, yeah. yeah. So, you, so you basically want to just keep your, yourself, basically mind your business. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't, like, and that's why I come from where I come from. Like, understanding law, like, this is the, they, they are the mafia. You know what I'm saying? Either way you go, they're going to, they're going to try to say you're doing business some type of way and then they the mafia, they control over you. You know what I'm saying? Because they've set up everything for that. So the best thing you can do is learn you learn you some information, have you a code of ethics, be a gentleman or a gentlewoman, however you, you know, when you handle your affairs and stuff, and mind your business. Go create something on your own. Stop trying to go work for somebody and then now you're mad because this dude trying to tell you what to do and you just got here at 9 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day we had bread makers, we had the, you know, I mean, the blacksmith, the gunsmith, like it's mm-hmm. the same thing today. What, what can you create and bring to the table that's going to have value? And like, that's Straight a question I'm always questioning, questioning, Straight asking up. myself too. You know what I mean? So and that's something that become, I. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's something that I want to speak on. And you said when you become what? When you become that that CEO, that entrepreneur, treat your employees. A one, so they sure. don't feel, so they don't feel like, oh, I, this person's just, I'm just working to make them, you know what I'm saying, make them money. Are you just you know because that's just like you said that cycle. Most entrepreneurs come from that that uh, that I don't want to work for nobody because I'm not getting what I'm worth. So make right. sure when you become that person that you're not shitting on people, right? That being the worst. You know so, what I'm saying? You you give yeah, and that's what I feel like God has given us the those blessings for. If you get blessed, you're supposed to be blessing others. You're supposed to make other people better, not making them feel like this is unreachable. You know what I'm saying? No, you can't. Y'all, you, that I'm like I'm better than you. No, if I didn't feel the way you felt, I would have never became what I became. So I'm gonna give you just like you said. That's why you read, wrote that book. You said, I promised somebody that I would do it. And that's it. It had nothing to do with, I'm going to make a thousand dollars off of this, yeah, man. No. I'm going to be a number one off the dog. No, I promised somebody. I'm a, I, I, I owe this to somebody because somebody gave me the game. Somebody right. put me on. So before we get out of here, man, with everything that we done said, what do you want to tell the people? Um, basically, like I said, just make sure you're always open to new information, new opportunities. You know what I mean? There's a lot of good information out there. There's a lot of bad 
you got to use your spirit. Sometimes you disseminate, it'll get easier over time. But just, you know what I mean? No matter what situation you're in, you can get to whatever it is that you're trying to do. No matter what the actual circumstance is today, you just got to focus on whatever it is that you're trying to attain or get. Work hard for it, apply yourself, and you'll be able to make it happen. You know what I mean? And trust me, I'm in the process of right now, you know, creating something new for myself. And, uh, and you know, there, there are a lot of growing pains with it. But at the same time, I've been through this multiple times over and over and over. It's just different stages of it. Uh, it gets bigger as you try to go. And, uh, you know, the option, the obstacles get bigger the higher you're trying to reach, too. So just know that not to lose yourself even when you get to that next level. Um, and keep aiming bigger because if not, you know, they say, well, you, if you're not growing, you're dying. And I'm not at any point ever trying to die. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to live forever. If that makes sense, man, it makes perfect sense, man. And I, and, and that's a real nigga rhetoric. I think I'm going to name this episode that, you know what I'm saying? You, you Keevan, I want to tell you this before we get out of here, you inspire me, bro. And I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? And and it and I I'm gonna be reaching out to you because I need to get a book out. You know what I'm saying? And but there's but we just need to build. And as long as like you said, if you ain't growing, you're dying. So right. we we gonna get out of here. I want y'all to keep y'all heads to the sky and out of your ass. And uh, on behalf of Kevin and the good people here, at Trill Spill. We're going to holler at y'all. Yes, sir. Take care.